What's up? What's up? We're going to get into it. What's up? What's up? What's up? I am, I am, I am Will K. The King, and this is the Down With The King podcast. Uh, normally, I'd be sitting here with the homie C-Way, but he is under the weather today. So I am riding Dolo for episode 19. I may be wrong. Pretty sure I'm right, but I could be wrong. And if I am, fuck it. <laughs> This is episode 19, of course, of the Down With The King podcast. Um, well, I might as well just warn you now. This is probably going to be me ranting a lot. I don't have way here to keep to bring me in. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of shit talking. So, um, buckle your seats. Grab your popcorn. It's going to be a good episode. Um, so, first and foremost, I hope everyone out there is doing well as you're listening to this podcast, whenever you may listen to this podcast, however you may listen to this podcast. Um, there's a lot been going on since the last time we uh, we uh, were with you. Um, it's been a couple weeks, and in the last couple weeks, there's been a lot going on. Um, and so, to start, I guess... I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda go backwards and I don't even know if we touched on this the last episode. We may have, but I'm not sure. Um, but just to kinda give you guys a recap, a couple weeks ago, um Cardi B um posted uh a video and basically stating that her and her husband, who was offset, member of the Migos, most people know who that is, um, or know of the Migos if you don't necessarily know their music. <laughs> But whatever the case may be, um, she said that we're they're not working out. Um, they tried to work through things and it's just not happening. Um, and so they're not together anymore. Um, she says it's going to take a while for them to get a divorce. Um, we're still good business partners. We still have a child together. So he's going to be a part of my life. But as far as us actually being together, it's just not working. And so that's we left it. Now, you had everybody on the internet chiming in, you know, everybody was shocked. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's cool. You know, typical internet outrage, which is expected. Um, I think at one point he posted something. I think right after she posted that video, something about he posted something saying y'all won, which I'm assuming he's implying that everybody else that wanted them not to work out won. Which mm, I have something to say about that in a minute, but um, that was his response. And then after that, I guess he had made a response about how he wanted to get her back. 
And so recently, this week, this past week, uh, he posted a video. It was his birthday was this past week. And so he posted a video um, basically stating that um, his, his one birthday wish was to get her back. And uh, yeah, so... And I'm kind of going to give you this recap of everything just so we can, before I start ranting, so you know exactly why I'm going to rant. Why I'm going to rant, why I'm a little annoyed by some of the shit I'm seeing online about this whole situation. And just kind of my thoughts in general on how people feel about relationships and shit. Um, so let me um, play this little video. This is uh, the video of him, I guess, begging her to come back, I guess. So I'm going to play this little video first. But give me a second. So I'm going to cue it up because, I, you know, it's just me. So I don't have anybody to buffer this shit. So. I only got one birthday wish, and that's to get my, my, my wife back, Cardi. You know what I'm saying? We're going through a lot of things right now, a lot of things on the media. I want to apologize to you, Cardi. You know, I embarrassed you. I made you look crazy. Doing things, I ain't had no business. I was partaking in activity that I shouldn't have been taking in. And I apologize, you know what I'm saying? Breaking your heart, breaking our promise, breaking God's promise, and and being a, a, a selfish, messed up husband, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to be a better person. I wanna get this off my shoulders, I wanna get this off my back. I apologize to you, Cardi. I love you and culture. I wanna spend Christmas with you. I want to be able to spend the rest of life, my life with you. I apologize. I'm sorry for what I've done to you. I didn't fuck that girl, but I was entertaining it. You know what I'm saying? I apologize. And I love you. I hope you can forgive me. My birthday wish is just to have you back. Okay. So that was um, that was his uh, his birthday wish, his birthday plea. I guess you the best way to put it. Um, so just kind of give you some more backstory. Um, after Cardi's original video, this girl, some rapper, um, one of the dolls, apparently there's a bunch of them. I don't know, like maybe two of them, but apparently these two young, this one young girl, he was apparently that how this all basically came to fruition is apparently she discovered he was basically starting to set up a threesome with these two young girls. Um, and the shit came out. Whatever the case may be, I guess right after her video, one of the girls who was involved um, basically came out and made her own video, basically apologized and tearful. He gave her a tearful apology to Cardi. And in her apology, said she didn't know that their marriage was serious like that, which is a whole nother issue because I'm pretty sure marriage is serious in general because you, you know, it's marriage like they're not just in a relationship they're not just boyfriend girlfriend they were married so the fact that this young girl didn't know their marriage was serious speaks to a whole nother issue and i'm getting to that as well it's one of the many points i need to rant on today because i'm a little pissed off <laughs> so so kind of fast forward so that was his apology and so our most recent update is that last night cardi was headlining rolling out it's a festival. It's an event that happens every year. So there's a little history here because she was the first woman to headline Rolling Loud, first ever. So this is a big moment, big night for her. But of course, you know it couldn't just go off without a hitch. So he hijacks her set. He he comes out 
with flowers and, and, and stuff, basically trying to get her to take him back, apologizing on the mic, begging her in front of this crowd, all these people, these thousands of people. And she, just by her reaction, you can tell she's uncomfortable. She's like, this shit's not cool. She's like, what the hell are you doing? The way she's looking at him, like, what the fuck are you doing? And so, and he's, you know, was like, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry, bro. He said, bro. I just want to, that's a whole nother issue. But uh, he tried to apologize and tried to get her to take him back on stage. And so there's a few issues I want to touch on with this whole situation. So first and foremost, I get that her initial confession about them not being together was done online. So, look, if he wants to come out and apologize online the first time, that's cool. My issue with it, and not necessarily just the, the apology itself. The apology itself, he didn't sound like he was like that sick. He's like, my birthday wish is to have my wife back. But my thing is this. What are you doing to get your wife back? Because my thought is this. If you cheated, and mind you, we already knew he had cheated before they got married. That was already a conversation before they ever got married that he had cheated. And she stood by him the first time it happened. Now, we don't know if it happened more than one time, but given his track record, I wouldn't be surprised if it has. And this just got to a point where she was just so fucking fed up. She was like, what the fuck, dude? Because if he's trying to and he's talking about he's talking about this one situation with these girls trying to fuck that girl. But he made the point to say, why well, didn't do it? But I entertained it. You initiated the shit. You tried to get her her other girl. You want because clearly you want to fuck the other girl. So you asked her to get that girl because you want to set the situation up. So no, not only did you entertain a nigga, you initiated it. And so, for you to start to say you're trying to be a better person, it's been a week, maybe two. What work have you done to become a better person other than begging for her to take you back? What work have you done as a man in your relationship? To get that shit fixed Because You Going on the internet To apologize to her Does shit Because all you're doing At that point Is you're just You're just trying to beg For sympathy online Because what really 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 boils down to this Is this And what And what I saw Was a lot of people Uh caping up for him like oh man I feel you man please take him back Cardi please take him back I had, I saw women like well she, she, if she don't want to take him back I'll take him which is fine but, but all the stupid shit so here's the thing as as men and this is a this is a larger issue when it comes to men and their ego in general but the men that I saw caping up for him and trying to support him are all niggas who've cheated from what I could tell so it clearly means they probably will be the ones like yeah take him back cause I saw T.I. being one dude's um like yeah take him back Cardi I saw some dude apparently some dude named Kurt which I'm assuming is one from the, one of the loving hip hop or basketball wise or one of them stupid shows that I don't know about um, apparently he's a cheater and then Stevie Ray or no I'm sorry Stevie J my bad really Stevie J really really 
You of all people telling somebody, yeah, take them back. Yo, well, I would have think so, considering you were fucking around with two different women at the same time, getting both of them pregnant. What the fuck? So, these are not the people that you need on your team and your support staff right now. Because what those people are doing, and what I've see, seen been happening is, they're not making you own your shit. By them saying, yeah, Cardi, take him back, you're absolving him of being held accountable for the dumb shit he did in the first place. And the reality is this. If you're truly sorry for breaking your woman's heart or your wife's heart, as you said in that video, the first thing you need to do if you're truly, genuinely, genuinely remorseful is you need to look in the fucking mirror and say, what the hell do I need to do to fix me? That's first thing. And so people like that who are in your corner who are saying, yeah, Cardi, take him back. They're not doing anything but making you feel like, oh, shit, she should take me back. I don't do anything. She should just take me back because. And then this goes to a whole nother issue because it's this long standing thing about, well, shit, he she he just cheated. Why can't you take him back? This ain't the first time he's cheated. Maybe the first time he cheated since they've been married. But it ain't the first time he's cheated. So he really has a track record. She forgave him the first time and married his ass. So for him and for for the people to say, well, she should just forgive him because they're married and you shouldn't just end the marriage over a little bit of cheating. That's that old that's that old way of thinking your grandparents who were together for 50, 60 years and your grandma just stuck around, even though grandpa was out in the streets doing whatever with whoever. Probably was abusive either verbally or physically to your grandma, you know, it, but she stuck it out because that's the way they were raised. They were raised to stick it out no matter what is that no matter what the man does, because you are the woman, you belong to him. And it's this whole idea of women are property and that if your man is doing your man, hey, let the man cheat, do what he's going to do. That's just what men do. Which is that's a whole nother bullshit idea that I've never understood. Is this whole idea that oh men cheat, so this is gonna happen. You just gotta accept it and move on. Just let it happen. If you marry, look, men are gonna cheat. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna go outside your relationship. You just have to accept it. As long as he ain't he ain't being blatant and throwing in your face, it's okay. Bull fucking shit. That mindset to me is a defeatist attitude in general. It's a defeatist mindset. But I don't blame women for it. I blame society and I blame history for it because the reality is for too long in this world, women have been treated as second class citizens and women have been forced to just accept whatever men give them is that, oh, you're just a woman. So whatever the fuck I give you is what you get. So if I go out here and cheat, that's fine. Yo, I still need to have dinner ready for me. What kind of fucking bullshit mindset is that? But unfortunately, that's the way history that's the way it was long, for a long time. It's still that way for some people. Some people believe that even if you're married, once you are married, even if your significant other, your wife, your spouse, husband or, or, or wife steps outside your relationship, it is okay. But not really. Because actually, it's only if the man steps outside the relationship. Because if the woman steps outside the relationship, all fucking hell breaks loose. It's not a situation where it's equal on both sides. Because we always say, they always say, oh, he was just cheating. It's cool, y'all married, y'all should, y'all should work it out. But that only applies when it's a man that's doing the cheating. I've never seen nobody say the same thing when a woman's doing the cheating. If a woman steps outside the relationship, 
it's never, oh, well, y'all should just work it out. You should forgive her. No, because no, because as a woman, if you're doing this shit, you can't do what men get away with. It's not allowed. That shit's not okay. That shit's not kosher. You as the woman need to accept what that man gives you, no matter how much shit he gives you. And usually it's a bunch of shit. Dirty ass dog shit. Bunch of it. Piles of it. For years upon years, you have to accept that. And that's bullshit because as much as a woman is expected to accept all the flaws and all the mistakes of a man, men are not expected to accept the same thing from their women. The women are expected to be perfect or as close to perfect as they possibly can be. And they're not allowed to just, they're not allowed to be fault, uh, flawed in any way or it's very, very minimal. Men are not willing, a lot of men are not willing to accept flaws when they're women. Not their wife. If I wife you, you should be perfect is what they believe. You should be the, what, the woman that I, that you have always been. You should never fall off. And so, I can go as a man, do what the fuck I want, apparently. But as a woman, your ass got to sit there and take whatever I do. But if the roles are reversed, oh no, all hell breaks loose. That shit's unacceptable, which is bullshit. And it speaks to the problem. The, and I'm not going to say the word. I, I'm trying to avoid saying the word. But it really just it speaks to the narcissism of the male ego. And also speaks to the fucked up history we have when it comes to how we treat women. Because women have been treated like second class citizens for too long. They've been treated like, oh, you're just a plaything for men or you're just a side. You're just an accessory, not you're another fucking human being who has rights and, and, and feelings and emotions just like me. And just like I can get hurt, you can get hurt. And just like you, I can hurt you, you can hurt me. It shouldn't be unequal because I'm the man and you're the woman. We shouldn't have this double standard to hey, if the man steps out the side of the relationship, the woman just has to sit back and accept that shit and go about her day. But if the woman deals that, oh no, the man can't accept that shit, that's not cool. You can't do what I do because I'm the man. You're the woman. You can't do that. You're not allowed to. It's not acceptable. That's bullshit. And so with this Cardi situation, you've seen too many people out here saying, oh, she need to take Offset back. He swallowed his pride. He went online. He apologized. Did he really, though? Did he really swallow his pride? Because the thing is this. It's, somebody was like, I, I saw one post saying, oh, you, you get a street nigga or a hood nigga to apologize in, in the public. That's the big thing. I said, so here's the thing. A regular street, a regular hood nigga, maybe. But this nigga lives in the spotlight. His life is not a regular street dude life. He's a rich and famous fucking rap star. So his life is already out there in the public eye. Anything, anyway. So most things that happen when his life are going to be in the public eye because he's famous and his fucking wife is famous. It's more famous than him, by the way. So at the end of the day, what it really is is that he he realizes that he fucked up. And not only he not he fucked up, he fucked up a lot because it's not like because first of all, Cardi's a way bigger artist than him and his group together combined. That's first and foremost. She she surpassed them niggas. That's first and foremost. Second of all, y'all in the same management team, and I'm pretty sure she's the fucking money maker on that on that. Like they have a lot of groups over there, but he, I'm pretty sure she's the highest grossing one. So not only are you fucking up that working relationship because she went to y'all management company because of you, because it just made sense at the time. 
So now you fucking with that to a point where now there's a possibility she may want to leave. Like, oh, I can't deal with this shit. And then on top of that, you in a, now you feel like you're getting bombarded because this shit is public. Everybody coming at you, looking at you like you a sucking nigga. So now you got to try to save face. And so what do you do? I'm going to go online and apologize and say, I just want my baby back. I just want my baby back. Baby, 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 baby ribs. This is not the Chili commercial. First of all, also, and so kind of fast forwarding to last night, he decides to pop up at the Rolling Loud Festival during her set. Now, there's a few issues with this. First and foremost, like I said earlier, that was a huge night for her because she was the first woman to ever headline that fucking show. So she's making history. But no, as a typical man, you made the shit about you. And that's really what this all boils down to. This shit is not about you and you're making it about you. Because what you did last night is you said, nah, she not about to do this to me. Now it's about he's the victim now. Oh, she not about to, I'm, about to make, I'm about to make this shit work. I'm about to beg for her back in public at, at this big ass show. And she going to have to take me back. You're trying to guilt her into taking you back. That's what this all boils down to. Also, not only did you ruin her fucking moment, you ruined her moment and made it about you. Also, the biggest thing with any relationship and when you go through something, it don't matter what it whether it's cheating, it could be something smaller than that. Everybody needs time to heal. You are not allowing this woman time to heal because all you're doing is you're trying to put the pressure on because that's what people do. When everybody goes, when this happens, when you're famous, regular people, whatever, when you in a relationship, y'all go through something and y'all on the end, y'all about to, it's about to be in with what men tend to do is that they put the pressure on at that point when they feel like it's slipping away because of some dumb shit they did. They start to try to make up for all the shit they did. But mind you, it's been like eight or nine months of shit you and fucked up. You trying to make up for eight or nine months of shit within two weeks. That's not the way this works. If you're truly going to be a better person, that shit takes time. And it takes you showing her over time that you're truly trying to be a better person. That's not some shit you do overnight. You don't just say, oh, shit, I'm a different guy today. I'm not going to cheat no more. You don't wake up the next day. It's not cut. You don't cut. You don't cut cold turkey. This is not like stopping to smoke cigarettes because clearly you have a fucking problem. You can't sit here and expect her to just believe that. Oh, after all these times of you doing the same shit. Credit wise from Capital One. You're going you're gonna to be OK. It's good. We good. I'm not going I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm going, I'm not going to mess up anymore. I'm not going to cheat. I'm going to be a better man. Nigga, it was two weeks ago. This has been two weeks, bro. You haven't even done the work to look at yourself because you've been so busy on your own line trying to make sure that she don't go nowhere. Because really what this boils down to is this. You are dating, you are married to a really famous woman. First of all, a lot of niggas probably want her and probably been waiting to shoot their fucking shot. She's very vulnerable. So what your fear is and what most guys fear is in a situation like this is that, look, I don't care. Look, if we don't end up together, that's one thing. But it doesn't want other nigga trying to kind of go and sneak in and get her. Because that's really what y'all most of most dudes are most afraid of. More than anything, it's not about losing their wife. It's about losing their wife and another nigga snatching her up. Because you didn't do the fucking work you needed to do. But rather, 
And I've seen this happen plenty of time. I've had this conversation before with someone, and I, I'm not going to speak their name, but they were in a relationship. The shit didn't go right. The shit was gone. It was done for a while. But the person, instead of trying to focus on being a better person and fixing the shit they need to fix with yourself, their focus was on trying to do all this little cute shit, go on little dates and do little shit like that, trying to basically win her attention back or bribe her into taking him back. You're going about this the wrong way. Because she's not seeing any the only effort you're putting, if you put as much effort into fixing yourself and correcting your mistakes and correcting your issues as you do into trying to win her back, then maybe, maybe she would give you a chance. But if she don't see the work, why should she bother? Because all that you're doing at this point is saying, well, look, I can't. I I rather just get you back because the thing is, if you because what's going to happen is if she gives you a chance, any work that you said you were going to do, you're probably not going to do because there's no incentive for you to do it at that point. She already took you back. So you may start doing it for a few months and then you're going to revert back to the same bullshit you were doing before. Because you're going to get comfortable. You're going to feel like she let her guard down again. And you're going to start doing the same bullshit you did before. It's just the way it works. It ends up being an endless cycle of you just bullshit with bullshit. And so for you to come out and interrupt that moment for her, a moment that was about her and you made it about you. And then... For people online to be like, see, Cardi, he really wants you back. Oh, that was so sweet. You niggas have low standards. This motherfucker cheated on his wife. And whether he, and the thing is this. This is not a situation where she just said, you know what? He cheated on me. He was, he was even talking about cheating. The reason she left him is because he clearly had cheated before and she forgave shit. And she said, I'm fed up. Because I tried. I tried. I gave you the benefit of the doubt too many times. You kept fucking up. She made songs about this shit on the first album. This is not the first time he's done this dumb shit. But then again, she still forgave him. Because she loved that man and she wanted to marry that man. It happens. But you can't expect her to forgive you every fucking time. That is the definition of insanity. Repeating the same thing and expecting a different outcome. At some point, she's going to have to accept. She's going to accept. She accepted that. Hey, this is just who you are, and I'm gonna have to walk the fuck away because clearly, me being here is not making you be a better person. So maybe I need to walk away, and maybe that'll help you. And even if it don't, I need to get the fuck away from here because this is a bad situation for me to be in and my daughter too. So I don't blame her, but no, but no, you couldn't give her that space. You couldn't say, you know what, I'm going to take this time and let her heal. Let her focus on her career right now because she had a lot of shit going on. The last thing she needs to be worried about is my dumb ass. When she got all these things going on, you knew she had this big bump moment going on. But no, you decided to hijack it. And I'm not just pissed at him. I'm pissed at the organizers because apparently them fuckers were in on it. But you know what? I'm pretty sure the organizers were a bunch of dudes. Or a bunch of women that thought, oh, this is so sweet. Oh, my God, I can't believe he's doing this. Which means, again, as I said earlier, your standards are low as hell. Because I've seen plenty of women all like hard eyes and, oh, my God, that's so sweet. And I'm like, huh? Really? 
Is all you need. Your nigga cheat on you. That's all you need. It's something to. Right, so if your if your man cheat on you, if he show up to your job with a bunch of fucking flowers, and and declare his love for you, and he apologize in front of all your coworkers, that's it. That's enough for you. That's enough. Cause I don't take no effort. Shit. First of all, he rich. But even a regular nigga do some shit like that. So you I, I could go spend sixty, seventy dollars and just happen to come to your job and as long as I do some shit to impress your friends, that's enough. That's enough for you. Which again speaks to again the low fucking standard that so many people have. And I'm not bashing women. It's unfortunate because the reality is just comes from the fact that men have set the bar so low. Women don't, a lot of women don't know what it is to expect more from a man. Either they didn't have, and, and for the ones, and a lot of some of them did, but some didn't. They didn't, they don't, they weren't taught, they, they didn't have the right role models around it because they've probably did what trash has been all their lives from their uncles, their fathers, their fucking grandfathers, brothers, guys who supposedly were their friends. And it's like, y'all niggas are just problematic as fuck. And so all these women know is they expect this low ass standard from you guys so much that they've just resigned themselves to accept that that shit is the best they're going to get. So they might as well forgive you. And that's fucked up. And as men, you guys should feel like shit. But no, y'all probably don't. Because what typically happens, and I've seen this a bunch, bunch of times, whenever a woman goes online and says that men are trash, the first thing the guys do is say, well, I'm not. <laughs> Which, you're missing the point. <laughs> you're fucking missing the point. Because my thing is this. If you're a man who knows you're not trash, you probably don't need to say it. But what you will acknowledge is that it's true. Because you have to be honest with yourself and understand. And you've watched any of your friends or do and, and, and see some of the shit, your sisters, your friend, if you have female friends, your fucking aunts, your fucking grand, like anybody you've seen in your family or a friend who had, who's dated or been in a relationship and you've seen some of the bullshit, the fucking bullshit, the constant bullshit that they've had to put up with from men, from your fucking species. And you can honestly not understand why they say that men are trash then you're fucking missing the boat and you're also enabling the shit just like you niggas enabling offset because again all y'all doing is enabling his bullshit because instead of holding him accountable for the shit he did y'all making it feel like oh shit all he gotta do is do a couple fucking nice gestures and he should be hey now all y'all gonna do is guilt trying to guilt Cardi into taking his ass back and that's not the way this works. Case in point, years ago, a long time ago, about 10 years ago now, a friend of mine, this guy, she was a girl I was dating, off and on or whatever. And so she had some stuff as far as from her previous relationship. She had, you know, she had two kids. Um, she was, you know, she was with the, her youngest child's father for a while and it didn't work out. He was, it, she gave it multiple chances and it just didn't work out. Didn't work out. And part of it was that mindset of her is that, you know what? I need to have my family unit together. So I need to be with him for my kid's sake is all. And that was her thing. 
which a lot of women get guilted into being believing that. And I get it. It's part of that whole heaven having them, you know. First of all, guys guilt women into this shit about, you know, you should have your family unit together. Oh, my family back. If you wanted your family in the first place, you would have done right the first place. If you gave a fuck about your family. Because really what this boils down to is this. You don't want nobody else with your family. It's the same shit that happened with the whole future situation. Future didn't give a damn about that little boy other than the fact that she was with somebody else. Oh my God, I see Sierra and my son with another nigga and he treating him better than me. I can't have that. No, that's not cool. That's really what that shit boiled down to. It had nothing to do with the child. It had everything to do with the fact that no, not only is my 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 ex is with this nigga, is with this nigga that's this nigga who's a goody two shoes who's probably treating her better than me I ever could even imagine to. But oh no, my son look happy with this nigga. My son looks up to this guy. I can't have that. No, that's no because it's a possession thing. It's a no. That's a space that I own. You can't encroach on that. That's how that whole why that old shit was an issue. It's because he was mad about what how the fact that he looked bad because this my son is with this other nigga and my girl is with this other nigga and she looked happy as shit. I ain't never seen her smile like that. Oh no, I can't have that. So I gotta cause problems. And the internet caked up for this nigga for for a long ass time. Niggas bashing Sierra for having her son around her fucking fiance and end up being her husband. Really? How long did she want her to go without? Because my thing is this: she's been in a relationship with this guy for a while. How long did she really want her to go without bringing her son around? Because whether you guys understand it or not, if a man, if a man chooses to date a woman with a child, at some point, if he's serious about that woman, he also understands that child is going to be a part of that package. And for you guys who are just butthurt because y'all don't want another man around your child, but then my thing is if you're not with the woman, I can see if she got a bunch of dudes around your kid. I can get that. I understand if that's a problem for you, but honestly, at the end of the day, it's her choice. But it's also her decision to make what she, you know, what she brings around her child. Especially if you ain't part of the child's life. But at the end of the day, it wasn't like she was just bringing any other nigga around her kid. This is a nigga she was about to get married to, and he was still mad. What the fuck? But again, it's about possession. It's about ownership. No, that's me. That's mine. I had a situation a long, long time ago. And this is, I can say this a long time ago. This is back when AO Instant Messenger was the shit. So I had a friend who I had known. We had met back when I went to state. And she was in a relationship. Like, we had met around the time when I was in a bad relationship. She was in a bad relationship. But we, like, we like, liked each other. We was real cool. So we never really got a chance to be together, whatever the case may be. Her relationship was kind of on the rocks. Mine was too. And so what happened was I had, it was a situation where she was going up to event at, at Michigan State for the weekend. And I guess her, her boyfriend had known that that's where we met. And so he assumed I was going to be there. And so he lost his fucking mind. And so me and her, if we weren't on the phone or something, we were always on instant messenger talking, um, whatever, or if we wasn't around each other, whatever the case may be. And so whatever the case may be, one day I get home from class and this nigga and I'm talking, it's her, it's her login. I'm thinking I'm talking to her, me and her have, and it's him. Now I found this out cause he's basically like, you need to stay away from her. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, that's my mind. He wasn't treating her right anyway, but that's neither here nor there. 
he's talking about you need to stay the fuck away from her. What are you talking about? He's like, well, she coming to the state and you stay. Like, uh, and I just kind of like, okay, I just acted with I know what the fuck he's talking about anyway. And so at the end, he said, and I said, well, what if I don't stay away from her? He's like, whatever. If you don't stay away, he's like, that's my pussy, blah, 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 blah. It was like, and like, if you don't stay away from her, something going to happen to her. And he threatened her. And I'm like, what the fuck? So it was like, and that's and that's what it really boils down to. Niggas are threatened when you encroach on their territory, when they feel like it's their quote unquote territory. Because again, they feel like women are an accessory or something that they own or something that they they control, and they can't help a situation when they're not in control. And in this case, also is not in control. Because for one, Cardi don't need him. She don't. Cardi's one of the big fucking business biggest artists in the world right now. She don't need him. And Matt, she upgrades him. He might not want to admit that, but there's a reality. And he know he fucked up. So now he's trying to play damage control. But he's doing it, he's going around it the total wrong way. And he's going around it about it that way because everybody keeps telling him that's the way to do it. Y'all encouraged him when he put that first video out about uh, his public apology and how one him wanting her back. It was his birthday wish and blah, 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 blah. He mentioned his daughter one time and the whole thing. He wasn't in his sound apologetic, to be honest with you. And so he decided he's going to do this shit. He's going to do this whole, his goal, his whole apology tour. And it culminated with him coming out and interrupting her set and rolling out and rolling out. And uh, the, like I said, the organizers knew about it. They were in on the shit, which makes them culpable in the fact that she, they both ruined his moment, her moment, because that was her moment. She was the first woman headline this fucking show. She's making history. And with all that, just like any other time in history, leave it to a man to step on a woman's moment. Because as typical, a man will make it about them when it shouldn't be. There have been years and plenty of situations where women have made accomplishments. They've done amazing things. And it's always a man that will come in and say, no, but wait, I did this. I pulled the switch because it's not. It's always about them. And it's like, really? This is what you niggas do. Okay, I get it. And so I, I, I got frustrated because I saw so many people online caping for this nigga trying to say oh Cardi you need to take him back and I'm thinking are you niggas really just fucking dumb oh if she don't take him back I'll take him back this is the other thing I kept hearing I'm like oh okay so and like I said this all you know it's all leads to you know leads to the male ego and their issues because the male ego is a big thing and it's, it's funny because like I said I spoke in that whole thing about whenever a woman posts something about men all oh, men are trash or men are trash instead of asking her why she feels that way and actually having a discussion with her about it and opening the conversation the first thing dudes, dudes do is they jump, at the, they jump at the opportunity to say why they're not trash but this ain't about you nigga and the fact that you that's the first thing you did proves her point because a trash man is all going all he'll ever do is try to defend himself and sh- and show you why he's not trash. Instead of just being a good man. If you all your efforts are put forth to prove why you're not a trash dude, 9 times out of 10, you are a trash dude because a non-trash dude don't have to put that much forth effort to prove why they're not. They just are who they are. 
it, and it shows. All that effort y'all niggas put forth to try to prove y'all not ain't shit niggas just proves the shoot niggas ain't shit. And it's cool. And y'all, it may be coming from me, y'all hear it. Because clearly when women say it, y'all don't. When women tell y'all that we're not, they're not happy, y'all niggas don't listen. Y'all put it on them to see, tell y'all why they're not happy instead of paying attention. Because if you had paid attention the whole time, you would know why they're not happy. But again, you niggas don't listen. Y'all listen when it benefits y'all. Y'all listen when shit didn't go on. And I'm and I and I'm gonna go resolve myself. Look, I'm 36 years old. I've made more than my fair share of mistakes, and I've done this shit. This is why I can speak from experience of not paying a fucking attention when I was younger. I made more than my fair share share of mistakes not listening when I needed to or not paying attention when I needed to because I was too caught up in my own shit. And so I'll be the first to own up to that shit. I'm not absolving myself of it, but I can speak from experience because I know that I've made those mistakes. But it's one thing to make those mistakes and not and, and own up to it and accept the fact that you made those mistakes and learn from them. It's another thing to make those mistakes and just say, well, no, I didn't make that mistake or not own up to it. Or just kind of make excuses on why you made that mistake. It's one thing to own the is own owning is a big thing. Accountability is a big thing. A lot of people don't want to be held accountable for their bullshit. They want to blame everything but themselves for all the dumb shit they've done. Because at the end of the day, it's never their fault. It's always a circumstance issue. And the reality is, is if you don't pay attention to your woman and what she wants from you and what she needs from you, that's your fault. Because what it is is and men are men are very simple creatures in a lot of ways good and bad and bad is that they want everything to be direct they don't like paying attention to nuance they don't want and i and i can get it to some extent but at the same time i feel like if you really know your woman or if you've paid attention to her for any length of time you should know what what she how she's feeling that shit should be obvious to you like i feel like if you're if your woman is hurting if you can't tell us her man that your woman is hurting, then you are failing as her man. There is some shit you not doing right, bro. There's some shit you missing out on. And you may be caught up in your own bullshit. But unfortunately, when you're in a relationship, you can't do that. Because you're not just focused on you're not just worrying about you don't you don't have just one person's best interest in your in your hands, it's also someone else's. And if you are so focused on your own bullshit that you miss the other signs that you're there's something that your your significant other is hurting, then you're missing out on a lot of shit. And so I feel like this whole Cardi Cardi offset shit is crazy to me. Like I said, because it, it really showed me how people are so easily swayed like the dude fucking interrupted her show and y'all niggas thought this shit was romantic like what ah that shit was so sweet no it wasn't you know what that remind you know what that would be like and i'm gonna try to like i'm liking this to more uh, uh, let's say let's say let's say you're in a you're up for a promotion at a job and you and your man it ain't it ain't y'all ain't vibing right now he did some fucked up shit you not really vibing with him right now y'all really on the rocks this shit is 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 about to be done 
you're in the middle of a presentation that is really going to be a like a big thing that's going to either you know when you get your promotion or not and you are in the middle of that that you are in the middle of giving this presentation to like a higher up in your company that is going to make the decision ultimately whether you get this promotion or not and in the middle of it your boyfriend who you your husband boyfriend significant other who you've been on the rocks would decide hey I'm a I'm a walk in with flowers and shit and I'm gonna apologize in front of everybody you gonna be okay with it then you gonna think hey that's so sweet or you gonna think you dumb motherfucker cause I feel like I don't think you people understand and maybe that's a part of it I don't think people understand how much goes into doing a show it's a lot of fucking time and effort and and money and time and effort that goes into doing a show that big to putting together a set getting all that shit rehearsal time all that all that shit and so for him to interrupt that shit after all the time and effort because the reality is she knew what the moment was she knew how big it was for her to be headlining that show and for him to hijack the shit like fuck your moment it's about me and me getting you back that's the part that pisses me off So, for that, I will say, y'all niggas is stupid. (laughs) And it pissed me off so much, because I'm like, really? Y'all so easily, like, oh my god. And I always say, if y'all niggas is that easily swayed, then I got some fucking prime freaking beachfront property in Brightmoor to sell you. But again, people are sheep. But that's neither here nor there. And so that conversation kind of brought up something else that I kind of. Because I spoke on the male ego. And I guess the male ego is something I could kind of speak on when it comes to Kanye fucking West. So we've talked about Kanye a few times. Kanye has done multiple different things over the last year that have been questionable at best. <clears throat> I am one of those people that typically understands Kanye. I'm not going to deny it, but I can also honestly say that I don't, I don't necessarily agree with everything he does, but I can also understand some of the things he does. Trump shit, that shit still escapes me to some extent. However, a few days ago, Kanye goes on a Twitter rant. Um, and basically goes on this rant about how Drake I don't know if he just for the first time heard Sickle Mode or he didn't listen to any of Drake's fucking Scorpion album the fucking first time because Drake's been dissing them all summer but I don't know if he just had time to listen to this shit 
because he apparently came out and was like, oh, you you threatening me and blah, 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 and you threatened my family because Drake said the shit about the line about the fucking Yeezys on the French Montana song, and, like, it was a couple different lines that he referenced about, you know, on, you know, shit out of 8 out of 10, um, Emotionalist, um, on his album, all these different songs, and then Sickle Mode. And that was more a reference because Drake lives right around the corner from Kanye. They live like literally right by each other. And so it's a bunch of things that he's referencing. And part of his issue is he's pissed at Travis for having um, Drake on the song because he was sneak dissing me. You know, we supposed to be brother in law, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. And so it was a lot of shit he said and Kanye, you know, but a lot of this shit boils down to he has a problem with Drake. He is intimidated by Drake. And I don't necessarily know if it's a man thing, it's more of it's a it's a it's a Kanye is an ego-driven person. He always has been. Most people know that. If you haven't been paying attention to his career, that's who Kanye is. Kanye is the same person who, when he had a deal from Columbia Records on the table when he for before he got signed to Rockefeller, the deal that he lost was at Columbia. And he lost that deal. Because at the end of the the, the um, discussion when he was about to sign his deal, this motherfucker jumped on his table in the fucking room of the office of the president of Columbia at the time, Michael Malden, senior, and oh, Michael Malden, not senior, but Michael Malden, and he said, I'm going to be bigger than blah, 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 I'm bigger than this person, and at some point he said, I'm going to be bigger than J.D., Jermaine Dupree. Unbeknownst to him, Michael Malden is Jermaine Dupree's father because Jermaine Dupree's real name is Jermaine Malden. And so that lost, that was part of the reason he lost his deal in Columbia. So clearly his ego has been a big part of his career for most of it, like for forever. So I think what happened, and this is just more of my thought on it, and I've always kind of felt this way. I feel like when Drake first came out, Kanye championed him because he was like, you know, this kid's nice, but I think he kind of, I kind of liken it to the way 50 did game. Cause when 50 had game, even though they were on, he was on, he was on his label, 50 wanted game to just be another underling. He wanted game to be just another dude to sell off. You go gold if you good, but you know, that's about as far as I want you to go. You want him to be like Lloyd Banks and Tony Ayo. And Young Buck. But Gang came out the gate and sold 5 million copies. Forced him to push his album back. 50 didn't like that. So that's where that beef started. Also, 50 chose, I mean, Young Gang chose not to get involved in some of the beats that 50 had. Um, and, and that just set him off. And that's where that whole shit stemmed from. But I feel like the issue with Kanye and Drake is... I don't think Kanye's like I know he, I know he saw the potential in Drake, but I don't think he saw it as as big as it was going to end up getting. And I think when it got as big as it got, you know, coupled with Kanye's kind of his up and down grace, you know, fall from grace, so to speak, after the Taylor Swift incident, and that was honestly, if you really think about it, if you really think about that moment. That time frame when Kanye kind of took that downturn was right around the time when Drake really made his ascension. So, like, if you really think about time frame wise, that was right around the time when Drake really started to ascend and he really hit the scene and started really doing shit. And so I think a lot of that 
affect Kanye's like it hurt Kanye's ego because I think he felt like as long as he kind of kept Drake close to him it would just be like hey Drake's a good artist he's gonna be successful but I don't want him to be I don't want him to give me competition but I think now it's to the point now where Drake is so huge Kanye can't handle it ego wise he can't handle it I don't, and I just I think that's a big part of it. Um, I heard like it was an interview with Tyler Kwali, and he had said literally that he feels like like, and it's crazy because it's weird to him because of how successful Kanye's been and how much of a genius he is musically. But he feels like and like the way he's had comment, the way he talks about Drake, he's threatened by Drake. Like he's afraid of him as an artist. Um, I don't necessarily know if it's some like I'm afraid to fight him type shit. I think it's more of he's afraid of him as an artist. Like he he's threatened by Drake, and and because Kanye's ego has always been a thing where he's the greatest, he's the greatest this, he's the greatest that. Somebody who is as successful as Drake has been for the last ten years or so, it just threatens all the shit that Kanye has ever talked about, and he can't deal with it. And so. I think that's a big thing about why this this whole back and forth, this frenemy situation has happened is because Kanye is felt dra- uh, threatened by Drake and Drake is doing his own thing and Kanye can't handle it. And so he still tries to stay a chest to Drake, but it's like Drake has surpassed him in, in so many different ways. I mean, granted, Kanye is still a genius as far as musically and things like that, but as far as an artist and you know how many things he's touched like Drake is just on another level and Kanye can't handle that shit his ego is just bruised by it but that speaks to the male ego in general and so Kanye went on a rant about all the things Drake has done and basically trying to take food out of my family's mouths which nigga you had a fucking multi-million dollar house you better shut up about taking food out of my you sound like a Charles P. Rowe he said that dumb shit years ago when he was offering me an 18 million dollar contract and he said that wasn't enough to feed his family um but you know that was that's that's one of those things where it speaks to like how fucking toxic the male ego is in general because it can make you believe your own shit and you and when you start believing your own shit that's that's detrimental and that's really what it boils down to with Kanye. Kanye got to the point where he started believing his own bullshit, and so now that Kanye, you know, he's not the hugest artist in the world, he can't handle it, and because Drake is, you know, he, Drake is somebody he looked at as somebody he it was kind of like one of his quote unquote sons, as he as he stated, and, and I'll agree to the extent he did pave the way for artists like Drake, but he's not the reason Drake is, exists. There's a lot of reasons Drake exists, but he's not, you know, but he, his the way he came out the gate did pave the great way for artists like Drake. I will give him that, but the way he, you know, I'm not going to say like, you're the reason Drake exists because I'm not going to go that far. That's, that's, that's just pushing it. And so speaking, so going from that and this is more of, hold on for a second. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta step away for a second. Y'all be all right. I'm back. So the other thing I want to touch on, and so I've touched on Nikki, Nikki Minaj. I've I've talked about her multiple times. My frustrations with her, and so leave it for Nikki 
to do what I, I expect from her at this point. And that's to capitalize on situations. Nikki wants attention. So, for example, the Grammy nominations came out last week. Nikki didn't get nominated for a single one. Not a one. Cardi got nominated for, I think, five. Bunch of other songs, artists, whatever. But Nikki didn't get not one nomination. Not a single solitary nomination. And knowing Nikki, who has missed numbers, 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 who posts every fucking chart on iTunes, all those shit chains every fucking five minutes. But no, she posts them anytime to just prove how great an artist she is, because that's the only thing she has. Um, she didn't, and I'm sure that hurt her ego. And so, knowing Nikki and the person, the kind of person she is, she needs to feel like she's important. And so. And I think it's twofold because I think part of this was to kind of step on Meek's rollout because Meek's album came out a few weeks ago and Meek's been all over the place. So I think part of that, you know, part of this was to kind of step on his shoes, toes a little bit. Um, and then also because the whole Cardi, you know, breaking up with off, you know, leaving Offset and that whole situation going on, Nikki's like, oh shit, let me strike like that while the iron's hot. And so Nikki starts posting a bunch of pictures. Now, Nikki posts pictures every once in a blue moon. She does not post this often. And what she starts posting pictures of is her and her new boyfriend, who's apparently her old boyfriend. Some dude she dated years ago, um, who was apparently convicted sexual sexual offender or some shit. I don't know. I'm not going to get into all that shit. Um, whatever the case may be, dude was, you know, but this is her new boyfriend. But my thing about this is this. I have a problem with her having a new man, blah, blah, blah. No, do your shit. Do your thing. My issue with it is this. I feel like Nikki didn't post meat this much in the beginning. This nigga was posting nonstop for like three days. She didn't post this often when she was with Meek and they was together for almost two years. She never posted fucking Safari this much and they was together for 10 years. She posted nines like three or four times. But nigga, really? She posted at least 20 or 30 pictures within a three-day span with this dude. Nikki ain't never posted this much. Nikki was trying to get attention. And I don't care if anybody got a problem with me saying this shit, but she wanted fucking attention. She felt like, oh shit, Meek out here doing this thing, he getting too much attention. Let me step on that shit. Let me show my new man. Also, Cardi and Offset broke up. Oh shit, Cardi ain't winning it. Oh, she got a, she got, a, she taking the L on that. So let me go out here and show my new man. See, I'm going. We gonna need to, we gonna need to be the new couple. That's just what she does. Cause Nikki is desperate. That's desperation, Holmes. That is desperation. Nikki is so desperate for attention that she would do whatever the fuck she got to at this point to get y'all to pay attention to her. The fact that I'm even talking about her is proving my point because I don't like talking about Nikki. But I felt like I had to get this shit off because it's so fucking blatant. Like, seriously? You you post this nigga every five minutes, bro. Like, seriously. Somebody they gonna be mad when they see this shit. Nobody cares, but you do, because you care about attention, and all you wanted was to be the person in the limelight because nobody paying attention to you. Because at that point, everybody was paying attention to Meek, and everybody was paying attention to the whole, attention to the whole Cardi situation. And here you come from the back. Hey guys. 
guys, don't forget about me. I'm still here. No one cares, Nikki. No one cares. Like, seriously, at this point, I feel like it's getting sad. Because you get to the point where you just, like, so fucking desperate for attention, you're going to do what the fuck ever. And that shit's, like, retarded. Because you are too big an artist to ever have to do this shit. But the problem, again, stems from the fact that as big an artist as you have are, your music hasn't evolved in fucking 10 years. At all. Hasn't. It just hasn't. Same bullshit. Same bullshit. Same bullshit. And it's one thing if you was making the same bullshit and it was hits. But they not. And that's the part that's frustrating. Because if you were making hits and they were like dope you actually have something on you might you might be able to do something but you don't Drake ain't really fucking with you right now it's like everybody realize you fucking trash and then you did that shit with the whole fucking video the, the good form video where you put the bitches that um that Cardi had beef with in the fucking video which again you trying you want attention you want the fucking attention and yeah, look if you got beef with Cardi that's that's fine but at this point you fucking just desperate and this shit's sad cause as much as I can't stand you I used to cape for you and my sister will tell you I used to cape for you all the time KC of the 2AM podcast will tell you believe me we used to have knocked down drag or somebody cause I would cape for you and I just can't do it I'm sorry because I, I can't as my my belief as a fan of music is that you have to grow as an artist and I feel like if you don't grow as an artist at least make some fucking hits you can't even do that no more as long as you've been dropping this trash dog it's just our you ain't making no headway Cardi's can't yell ass and you can't help it and you can't handle it either so it is what it is but stop just stop because it's fucking trash and it's fucking desperate and I can't believe you I can't believe you would stoop that low but hey good luck to you in your relationship I mean hey you know happy for you and so I feel like this is the one thing I want to touch on and it actually stems from a conversation that me and one of my friends had so we went out to brunch and um it's a place and they have like different you know different types of mimosas it's a pretty dope place whatever the case may be when they brought out the, the mimosas um first of all mimosas are great um and you know they have these glasses now you've ever seen a regular champagne glass well these were different because they didn't have the stem on them and they were pretty dope glasses. We were talking about these glasses, and she was talking about how these are some pretty nice glasses. And she's like, "It's crazy because if I was out with one of my male friends, like if they had, like if they, you know, they would probably ask to change the glass or some shit because they would think it's too feminine." Or um, she said she's going out with, you know, hung out with friends, and like let's say you go out to a restaurant and has like one of the little, you know, the you know the drinks where it's like a big glass like or like a martini glass or any little big glass or one of the drinks is really huge or one of the little signature drinks the dudes think the glasses are too feminine so they need to put in a different glass and she was just talking about how many homophobic men she knows it's like so fucking crazy and I was thinking about that like that's fucking that's extreme 
So and it just speaks to well, my thing is this: if you ain't you ain't comfortable with your enough in your own manhood that you can't drink, fucking drink out of the fucking glass because you think it looks too feminine, I like what the fuck, dude? So fucking drink. The fuck. You think this colorful ass drink will look any better in another glass? Still a colorful ass drink. What the fuck does matter? What what difference will it make? But you're so uncomfortable in your own manhood that drinking out of a certain type of glass is apparently going too far for you. I can't drink out of that glass because that glass is too feminine. Nigga, you need to shut the fuck up. And I look, I know a bunch of homophobic. I, well, I have a few people. My well, I've met. I know of people that are homophobic. I have a cousin who's homophobic. I got into a huge argument with him a couple years ago about the shit because it was back, back when Power first came out. I'm sorry, Empire. Sorry, Empire. And it was this whole thought, and I think I've talked about this before, but the whole concept that there was a gay agenda. That somehow um, them showing black people as gay because it was a gay person on the show and them having a gay relationship was going too far. He was talking about how they're pushing this gay agenda. And I'm like, there is no gay agenda. Because first of all, it's not how sexuality works. You don't just watch a TV show and say, hey, look at them being gay. I want to do that. That's not how sexuality works. And anybody that thinks that is a fucking idiot. Because my thing is this, and this is a concern I have with black people, because black people are the most homophobic motherfuckers in the world. And it's crazy to me because there have been in, in newsflash to my black people. There have been Caucasian shows with gay stars for decades. Actually, I'm gonna put y'all on a few things. So, first and foremost, and this is I'm gonna go back a little bit. So, there's been this concept for years in, in, in Hollywood, I've heard, where black actors feel like they have to be forced to dress up as women to be successful, as far as black comedians. And to that, I say, have you ever watched Bosom Buddies? And for people that are not old enough to know what I'm talking about, Google it. So here's the thing. The dressing up like a woman thing for men has not is not a new thing because you have to understand something for a long time back in the day before any of us were even thought of. There was a point where women were not allowed to be actors. So the men played every part, including the female part. That's one thing. Second thing. In the white community, in, in movies in general, TV shows, there have been plenty of Caucasian men that have played that have played women in film. What was there's a and when I spoke of bosom bosom buddies, I brought that one up because if you don't know, Tom, that's the show that Tom Hanks started on. Tom Hanks, one of the greatest actors of all fucking time, can do any and everything. We'll, I think we'll be coming out with the Mr. Rogers movie next year. Tom Hanks started on a TV show called Bosom Buddies. 
And on said show, him and his friend dressed up like women to get accepted into this club or some kind. I can't remember the exact uh, premise of the show. But they had these alternate personalities as women on the show. Not very attractive women, but they were dressed as women on the show. So, it's not a new thing. You know, dress, you know, for men to dress in drag. It's not a new thing. It's just not. It's not. It's a, it's a common occurrence. Um, Robin Williams did it in Miss Fucking Doubtfire. Um, what was another one? I'm looking for. trying to think because there's one famous movie and I'm trying to think of his name (sighs) shit um there's a movie in the 50s called Some Like It Hot Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon this is going back to 1959 they were dressed as two old ladies like I said, 1980, Tom Hanks and Bosom Buddies. Um, fucking, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. There's one other one. I'm trying to think of what the fucking name of it was. Y'all going to bear with me for a second. Y'all be all right. Mm-mm-mm-mm. One moment. Almost done. I was. Dustin Hoffman. 1982. As Dorothy Michaels in Tootsie. It's one of the most famous movies. As a matter of fact, I think, if I remember correctly. I think he won an award for that movie, actually. Or somebody did. Whatever the case might be, my point is this. Black people tend to think that when something, when they do it, it's this big conspiracy to uh, demask, you know, emasculate men, black men. But these are things that are done on both sides because there are plenty of white actors who have dressed in drag. It's a pretty common occurrence. It's happened for decades. Not a new thing. But when black people do it, it's oh no they're they're trying to pigeonhole me and make me dress up like a woman y- you niggas don't know y'all history but it's it's only emasculating to men when it's a, like it only affects a whole culture when it's black people and that's the thing I have a problem with is that whenever somebody in black culture does something all of a sudden it's a referendum on the entire culture and that's bullshit and so with that being said moving on to the whole gay agenda thing there have been gay TV shows for years. Nigga, Will and Grace came on 25 years ago and it just came back. There have been gay t- people on TV shows for a long time. And in, no, in, in white culture for a long time. Nobody ever said, hey, you know, the reason I decided I like I wanted to be gay is because I was watching Will and Grace one time. And I said, hey, I thought that'd be fun. 
No, it's not the way this shit works. But for whatever reason, there are black people that are convinced because there are black. Now that they see black people who are gay on TV, all of a sudden now we're trying to push a gay agenda. No, it's just that that was the first time that we've ever actually seen a, a, a you know an openly gay black person on TV being gay. Because a lot of times they make them act straight, which is bullshit. Because you'd rather make somebody who is not straight pretend to be straight to please you. That's fucked up. And that just shows how much of a fucking bigot you are. But there's a whole other issue. And that's like I said, so it speaks to that whole that homophobia that so many black men and, and black people in general have. But it was just crazy to me when we had this conversation about how dudes were just mad over a fucking glass. Like, oh shit, I'm gonna change my glass because it looks too feminine. Nigga, if you don't get out my face, dog. It's a fucking drink. But there are too many dudes who are so afraid of being, you know, like if you gay, you gay. If you're not, you're not. Who fucking cares? But clearly you do because you so you you are so and and one thing and look and I'll be the first saying this not necessarily a hundred percent true, but the reality is this: if you're so worried about proving to people that you're not gay, maybe you are gay. I'm I'm being facetious a little bit, but maybe not. Because if we've seen a track record, like, for example, in the government and politics, it's always the guy who's railing against gay, um, gay marriage and all this other gay shit and always uh, anti-gay and so homophobic and stuff and the rhetoric. Those always do the end of getting caught with a fucking male prostitute somewhere or some shit. Like, it's always them every time. So the dudes, the dudes that be the most like most like loud ones in the room about how they not gay, maybe the ones that softly crying in the room with another dude. And then look, I'm just saying, y'all niggas need to calm down. That's just stupid. So my last thing, <laughs> you think I wasn't gonna get to this shit? Ah, <laughs> uh, is this your king? Is this your fucking king? All right, so look. Jacquees, Mr. Steal Your Song. <laughs> um, he he crowned himself the new king of R&B of this generation. He's specific to this generation. <sighs> so here's my thing. First and foremost, I can't name you one Jacquees song. Of his own. And here's the caveat. Because Jacquees is not known for his own music. Jacquees is known for jacking other people's music and making it into his own shit. It's not like he's just making a remix to shout them out. No. He's trying to make it into his own shit. He did the shit. I think he remade Chris Brown's song one time years ago. Um... And then he and then the most recent one, the most one everybody knows about was the LMA shit. Where he remade remade tripping. Mind you, as she's trying to work the song, mind you, this is a new single for her. She's trying to work a song, and yo dumbass decide I'ma put out a fucking re- and not just put out a remix. You need a fucking whole video to this shit, dog. And thought that was okay. They're gonna be mad when the fucking video get pulled. Niggas, you don't get my fucking face, dog. But this need to hear there. This nigga said he's the king of R&B of this generation. 
And yes, I sucked my teeth twice on that because I'm still pissed. So this is the thing. And so what I've heard people, um, you know, a lot of people came out to Woodwork. A lot of people came out to Woodwork, um, including Jay Holiday, which apparently he was parking cars at the time, or at least that's what the um, person in um, parking lot thought, because he posted a video about who's the king's R&B. I don't know who the fuck, where the fuck Jay Holiday been, but the nigga decided this one time he wanted to come out the fucking you know rabbit hole, and then he got hold by a person because she's like, "Are you valet?" He said, "No, no, with a Gucci jacket." First of all, that nigga was parking cars. He was just like a nigga was parking cars. If you really look at what he was wearing, like that nigga was, he was out there parking cars. He was just trying to play for the video. That nigga is parking cars. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Make your make a living, nigga. But don't front for the video. Use parking cars, nigga. Use parking cars, nigga. You wasn't gonna break. Use parking cars. So with that being said. A lot of people came out with their criteria for who the king is, and they called Jacquees out, and blah, 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 blah. My thing is this. I have no problem with you declaring, with you claiming a title for yourself and believing in yourself if you can back it up. For example, years ago, nobody was talking about being the king of the South until T.I., started calling himself the king of the south he was the first dude to really start seeing that shit go look it up it's been documented he was the first one to really come out saying that shit and a lot of dudes wasn't and, and i think he had beefs over it a couple times but for the most part wasn't nobody really disputing that shit nobody got mad when t.i was calling himself king but he could back it up. Nobody he, his 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 record wasn't questionable. Niggas know what Ti do. Don't nobody know what the fuck Jacquees can do other than steal other people's songs. That's it. All I know from you is you borrow you took old girl song and tried to make it shit yours. That's all I know from you, bro. That don't make you a king at all. Nigga, that don't even make you a fucking apprentice. Nigga, you you ain't even the court gesture at that point. You might be the, like the fucking um, the stagehand or some shit, like the dude that put get the horses together and shit. That dude. But no nah, shit, you might not even make it across the moat. Honestly, at this point, we ain't even going to bridge for your ass. Like for real, we want to be honest about the shit. But. That's fine. He declared himself king. And so everybody came out with their criteria and they came out with who they thought were king. Now, a lot of people start throwing out old names. And I said, well, he did say this generation. So you can't include old niggas. Also, if you were old nigga and you included R. Kelly, I say fuck him. And I say fuck you. Because I get it. I get it. You niggas want to include R. Kelly. I want to recognize his talent. But fuck R. Kelly. I heard somebody say I saw somebody um, comment on one post saying well I know he been on some shit lately but you know we can't deny his history like lately you mean like from the beginning of his career now cause R. Kelly's always been on some fuck shit he married Lee when he first came out damn near and she's 15 well let's, let's not forget that he did marry a 15 year old if you niggas for all you niggas that don't want to understand anything is wrong with this shit he did marry a fucking 15 year old 15 year old but no, just so you, just so we're clear. But with that being said, fuck him, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna include him into the debate because he's not part of it. And even then, fuck him. Uh, whatever the case may be, 
And so if we're talking about this generation, I heard a lot of people say Chris Brown. And it's funny because I saw my sister going off on people about this on Facebook. And I kind of was on the fence about it, but she's kind of point. Chris Brown's catalog is overwhelmingly pop. Now, he has R&B records, but he transitioned to a pop artist a long time ago. Now, he is not as fully pop. His records are pop. He may not be as popping as he should be on the pop side, but that's only because of what he did to Rihanna. Because the reality is that he would be the biggest fucking pop star in the world if he hadn't done the shit, if he didn't act like a nigga all the time. And he obviously was an abusive bastard, but that's neither here nor there. So people were saying Chris Brown. I saw some niggas include Trey Songs, which I'm fucking confused by. Like, really? Trey Songs, really? No. He didn't get the vocal strength. Nah, I'm good. So, King of R&B. And like, a lot of dudes are too new. I would say Miguel should be in that conversation because he's been doing this thing for the last 10 years. Um, Daniel Caesar's still too new, but I would include him if it was talking about like this year. But he's still a, he's still a newbie and he only got one album under his belt, so we still got to wait. Uh, Miguel is the only one that really has the catalog. Um, a lot of other niggas ain't really making R&B like that. And that's the other thing is that niggas ain't making R&B. Like, R- like R&B is a certain genre. And you niggas, the, the shit that these niggas ain't ma- is making is not R&B real. It's not like, realistically, it's like hip hop with some like R&B medleys, you know, melodies and shit like that. But it's not like, you know, your down home R&B music. It's just not. It's just the reality of it. That shit... Just because a song make you want to fuck don't mean a damn. That's not means an R&B song. Most of these songs are, you know, rap songs with R&B beat. And actually, no, most of them are hip hop beats, and you know they can harmonize a little bit. And that's it. Shit, I love Black, but he don't make R&B music. He's a rapper who just decided he wanted to start singing. He he mixes the shit well. It's his own genre. Anderson Pock is probably R&B, but he does too much. He does a mix of hip hop and um, R&B, so I, I can't. He's a tweener to me. So I really don't know if there's really a king of R&B right now in this generation because ain't nobody really doing R&B too much. And I think that's where our, the problem lies. Is y'all talking about this generation? Like it ain't ain't nobody out here really doing R&B like that. Like they not not like the R&B that we grew up more like, and the, even the R&B they doing is not really the same thing. Cause R&B is something that's supposed to touch your soul. Like that shit's supposed to be like shit that you remember. It, it brings you back to a moment and shit like that. Like that shit you could just vibe to and just listen to and just chill and like that's that shit we listen to now. It's too fucking hard. Too fucking too many fucking trap drums and fucking snares and shit. That's not fucking R&B, dog. That's not. It's just not. Y'all can argue me all day about this shit. I grew up on R&B. R&B is my first passion. It's my first love. As far as musically. So, I will argue niggas to the cows come on about this shit. But, I get it. I get why y'all niggas went for some of the names y'all went to. Because y'all gonna name niggas. Y'all think, but Chris Brown's not R&B. Because Chris Brown is overwhelmingly pop. He may have started as an R&B artist. But, the reality is his music is not R&B most of the time. His music is mostly hip hop or pop. He has a song every once in a while where he'll do some R&B shit, but then he'll go back to doing the same shit he was doing before. So you can't dip your toe into R&B just when you feel like it, because the R&B artist runs up concern. Now. I was like, I don't really know if there's really a king of R&B right now. Honestly. 
So if Jacquees want to take the title, I guess it's an empty ass title. I don't really know if there's anybody make R&B like that. Like honestly, um, I guess Eric Eric, Eric Bellinger is probably close. Eric Bellinger is probably close. But on the on the male side, no. Now if we talking like if we're encompassing women, her got that shit sewed up. Like it's not even a question. Whole kill all the, her her kills all these niggas. Every last one of them, female or male, she's killing it. She owns R and B right now. That's just reality of it. She's the hottest thing R and B. Sis is a cold second. But as far as like the male side, niggas ain't making R and B. The women, her is killing that shit. Her is making R and B. And mind you, she's only 21 fucking years old. So, you niggas got a problem for a long time to come. Because if she produces at the same clip that she's doing right now, at the same quality, for at least the next 10 years, oh, y'all niggas gonna be hurt. The male side, you need to step that shit up, honestly. Like, really? We need we need some, because, like, I love Daniel Caesar, but he don't have the vocal strength of somebody. Like, her, her range is too fucking high. He don't have the range. Um, Trey, uh, uh, that's all I'm gonna say on Trey. And I like some of Trey's songs, but Trey, uh, uh, um, and my thing is this: how nigga they ain't really never been in love, gonna ever talk about um, sing about love. When nigga, all you do is fuck up, he a hoe. Like Trey's too much of a hoe for me to really do real R and B. To be honest with you, like you had to be do real R and B, you had to have been in love. And talk about the pain of that shit and, Or going through and shit like that Like he don't He too much of a hoe Like Let's trade Let's not trade Actually be in a relationship That lasted more than like a week Let's be clear Just being honest Trey's a hoe And I love Trey For it Hey be a hoe Do your thing hoe That's fine I don't have a problem with it But That is what it is But whatever the case may be Um there is no true king of R&B in this generation. There is definitely a queen of R&B in this generation. Her name is her. And if anybody got a fucking a problem with that, eat a dick. So with that being said, because I ain't got shit else to talk about, and I've been doing this shit solo for the last mm, almost hour and a half, I feel like I'm done. I don't think there's anything else for me to talk about. I think I touched on everything. Yep, there's no King R&B. Offset's a, a trash nigga. Nikki's desperate. Kanye's Kanye. And um, you niggas need to cool out with your fucking ego. I think that's it. I think we're done. And so it's been you know interesting doing it by myself for this one time. Uh, hopefully Wade will be back next time. Uh, apparently he ate something wrong or something. He had a food. He said he had stomach food. So. I don't know. Maybe he's been hugging the toilet for the last few days. I don't know. Whatever the case may be. With that being said, this is Will K. Um, you can check the podcast on um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, um, Podbean, SoundCloud once I figure this shit back out again. Um, and then also make sure you check out the 2AM podcast. Um, shouts to Casey and Hendrix. Um, 
Down with the King Podcast at gmail.com if you ever want to reach out to us and the suggestions about the show. Um, you can also follow us on um, IG at Down with the King Podcast, on Facebook at Down with the King Podcast, and also on Twitter at DWTK Pod. Oh, one more thing. So, if you check the uh, IG page for Down with the King Podcast or the Facebook page for um, Down with the King Podcast, you will notice that there, there is a picture out there of some merch. So there are two style of t-shirts that we have that we are um that we're going to get made and for anybody that's interested in getting merch. However, because we're such nice guys, I think let me see where we are right now. So as uh, at this moment on IG, um we are at 74 followers. Okay. With that being said. When we get to a hundred followers, hundred so our hundredth and our hundred and first followers will each get a free T-shirt, whichever design they like, they'll get a free T-shirt. Um, so, with that being said, make sure you follow the page, check out the podcast, um, keep rocking with us. We appreciate you guys coming this far with us so far. Almost twenty episodes in, it's been an interesting journey. We're getting better at this as we go. Um, the solo one was very interesting because it was just me talking, which is fine because I just like to hear myself talk sometimes because, you know, whatever. Fuck y'all. It's just whatever the case may be. With that being said, I am Will K. The King. This is Down With The King Podcast, and I am signing off and saying sayonara, bitches.